welcome to the Renaissance Christian Church Podcast. We're a church family with the mission of seeking God, serving others, and sharing the gospel. We're grateful that you have joined us as we study through the Bible, and we hope that it brings you encouragement and inspiration for your daily life. Here's Pastor Robert Fonseca. All right, well... Because of the circumstances, I felt that it was time to, uh, at least for this week, to take a break from our book on Isaiah and just seek comfort. Not that Isaiah can't be comforting, but I just thought it was more appropriate to be a little more topical with what's going on. And so I pray that uh, the Lord would speak to you through just a few thoughts of mine as I was thinking of them this morning when I woke up. And If he doesn't speak to you, then those are just my thoughts. So I pray that God would comfort you. The title of this morning's message is Comfort in Death. And obviously, it's a, you know, the the reality is that death comes to us all, and we as believers and individuals need to come to grips with it. And, And how do we deal with it? And there's so much in Scripture that talks about death. And this morning, I just want to make four points that I was thinking through this morning. And uh, so let, let's do that. Um, so we're going to turn around to different scriptures. We don't just have one scripture this morning. We're going to go through various scriptures. And again, I, I really pray uh, through these thoughts and as we look at scripture that God would comfort you guys um, as He comforted me this morning as I was looking through this. So let's start by turning to the book of Psalms and, uh, and uh, look at Psalm 116. Verse 15. And, and this first point I want to make about comfort and death is that God looks after His people in death. And, and I'll try to explain it in a moment. But let's look at the Scripture and see what it says. Psalm 116, verse 15. says this, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His godly ones. We think about that in in light of uh, Pastor David, that God knows when His children die. There's nothing more sobering as a loved one is passing away that the world just continues to go forward, doesn't it? As if nothing happened. It's just another day. And that nobody takes notice, and I'm sure even as, as people who work in the hospital, they see death multiple times per day. And, and, and I don't know, maybe they can become immune to it or, or look at it as part of the job. But God knows death too, and God doesn't look at it that way. God, it says, takes delight in the death of His righteous one. It means that God provides. God provides in this life. And God also provides for His people in the next life. He welcomes us when we die. It's as if God stretched out His arms and welcomes every person or every child that is His. You know, we have Scripture that says that, where it says, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And so we need to remember that, that that God is aware of what's going on, you know, it's not like this was a big surprise. And it, it, I think that's what hurts so much as it is to us. 
You know, we've seen death in this church. I've been part of this church now for 16 years, and I think we've seen seven members of this church pass away. You know, and as I was at the hospital last night, I told Mindy, this it's sad reality is this is the future. The longer we stay at a church, you know, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna die if the Lord doesn't come back. And we need to learn as a church how to cope with that and how to find comfort in that because that's what we're called to do. And, and again, all that to just say God is aware of the death of His people. He's there. And that's something we need to remember because death's going to come to all of our families if it hasn't yet, unfortunately. Unless, you know, the Lord comes back and I'm sure we'll pray, let's, Lord, just come back, right? Just, let's just go home. Let's end this. But God in His sovereignty and providence, obviously He's in control. He knows what He's doing. He knows what is best. So let's take comfort that God looks after His people in death. He's there to receive them. And David this morning is with the Lord, rejoicing. I can't imagine what it will be like. And David's there before us. The next point I want to make is that God provides, a, God provides protection in death. Turn to Proverbs. So let's just be one book over. Proverbs 14, chapter 32. Proverbs 14, verse 32. Sorry, chapter 14, verse 32 says this. The wicked is thrust down by the wrongdoing, or by his wrongdoing, but the righteous has a refuge when he dies. So it, all this is is there's protection. God is protecting us when we die, meaning when we die, we go to a place of protection, of refuge, of peace, of comfort. It's not like somebody dies like, well, that we don't know what happens to them. You know, we, we, we think they're okay. Um, you know, they're, they're not floating around in some, uh, you, know, you know, I can't even think of the word right now, like, you know, like a ghost. And they're not uh, trapped in between this life and the next life. They are with the Lord. The Lord has a refuge for them. So they, they leave this life and go into the next one in peace and protection. And that awaits Every person who dies in the Lord. Here again in the text, the, the writer of Proverbs makes that contrast. The wicked is thrust down by his wrongdoing. Right? He's going to suffer eternally. But the righteous has a refuge when he dies. And so let that bring you comfort this morning as we, as we lose loved ones and friends and family. Know that when they die in the Lord, the Lord has them. The Lord's protecting them. Again, the Lord's welcome them. The Lord's looking after them and keeping them. And probably one of the greatest sections on death, at least for me, it's comforted me a number of times, and I, I'm sure it has for those of you who have been believers for a while, for a while is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We're going to read verses 13 through 18, so this will be a little bit longer. And the point is this, that God assures us of a blessed reunion with those who have died in the Lord. 
Again, God assures us of a blessed reunion with those who have died to the Lord. And this is really, I think it's been alluded to already, this is why we don't grieve as those who have no hope. So let's, let's read this section. The Apostle Paul is addressing the church because they're wondering, well, what happens, you know, if the Lord comes back? What happens to those who have already died? Do they, do they miss out on the Lord's uh, second coming? Are they left, you know, in the grave for all eternity, at least their bodies? This is what he says. He says, but we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, meaning dead, so that you will not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. So Paul says, I want you to know the truth about death. Because if you know the truth, this is going to bring you comfort. You're not just guessing about what happens when somebody dies. And you're just, you're grieving hopelessly because you have no hope of anything beyond this world. So if, if you don't have hope and, and you don't think anything happens beyond this world, then obviously think of that grief that you will have, that you will never, ever, ever see that person again, touch that person again, talk to that person again, see that person. All you have is your memories. That could seem hopeless. I know it would for me as I think of my father. I know I will see him again. And, and we will see Pastor David as well. And we will see all of those who have died in the Lord. He goes on to say, the, the basis of this hope is this, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with Him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. So he says, if you believe in the resurrection, if you believe that Jesus died and rose again, then that's the basis of your hope that those who have died in Christ will also rise again. And he explains how that has happened or how that happens. He says, For this we say to you in verse 15, by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead and Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. He describes that when Christ comes back, the second coming, right? What we believe is that Christ comes back with the spirit or soul of the believer and their body is resurrected out of the grave and joined with those coming with their spirit. That'll be a new body. And we, if we are alive at that time, will also be caught up with them with the Lord. And forever we will be. This is what's called the blessed assurance. It's the resurrection of the dead. Not only will we be with the Lord, but we'll be a great reunion. Again, we will see all those who have died in the Lord. Imagine that party. Just, it's a, a family reunion that you will enjoy. I look forward to that day. And Paul concludes that section in verse 18 by saying, Therefore, so because of this truth, because this is reality, he says, comfort one another with these words. So the church is supposed to comfort one another, reminding one another, those who are grieving about this truth, that you know what? 
we're going to see them again. And, and it hurts right now because you don't see them now. And, and I know when you're in the midst of it, it's like, I, I know I'm going to see them again, right? But I, I want to see them right now. Why did they have to go now when I needed them? It seems unfair. It's not how you would have planned it. But again, we trust in a sovereign God who does all things well, who does all things for His glory and does all things that are perfect and right. And so we trust Him for that. And we comfort ourselves knowing that, you know what? One day we get to see them again and we are going to be with them for all eternity. And the comforting part is, is really where I want to end this morning because that's really our part as a church. Those who are left behind, those who are left behind are called to do something, comfort one another. And the last point I want to make this morning is in James 1.27. So turn there with me, James 1.27. And the last point is this, that God provides for the family left behind. God doesn't just forget about the family when their loved one is gone and say, you know, you have to fend for yourself. You're on your own. God provides. Look at what it says in James 1.27. Scripture says this. It says, Pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and Father is this. So he's like, this is where the rubber meets the road, church. It's to visit orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. And, and obviously this morning I want to focus on the orphans and the widows because that's what we have before us with Pastor David leaving. He's left orphans in some sense, uh, children who are fatherless, and a widow in Patricia. And our call this morning is to comfort them. God Himself says in Psalm 68.5, He says, He is the Father of the fatherless and a judge for the widows. Psalm 145.9 says that He supports the fatherless and the widow. God is a God who takes care of the fatherless and the widow. How does He do that? He calls us here in James 1.27, He says, My church... My church is the one who's going to step up and help them. He's, they are the ones who will father the fatherless, who will stick up for the widow, to provide for the widow. And there's a number of scriptures in the Bible that talk about the widows of the church and how they are to be provided for. And, and that's what we want to do. As Jared mentioned, you know, there's going to be a time where we need to reach out to Patricia and her family. And, and we want to, uh, and, I, and I challenge you this morning to live out this true and undefiled religion because this is a time of their distress and they're going to need us now more than ever as a church. And, and I have no doubt that this church will step up for they always do. And so as Jared mentioned, you know, there's going to be a time where you, you, know, you can text Mindy or Karen and, and they'll be the, the point of contact so that we can provide the Avilas with all that they need, the support that they need. And so I would just encourage you and challenge you as a church this morning to know that God has called us to be the ones 
that provide for the families that are left behind. And I know you're, you're used to like 40-minute sermons, but you know what? I just felt like these a few things that I just wanted to share. And so I just want to recap them again before I close. And it's this. Again, comfort in death is this, that God looks after His people in death. God provides protection in death. And God assures us, assures us of a blessed reunion with those who have died in the Lord. And finally, God provides for the family left behind. And again, I pray you as the church will, will think of that and pray about that, how you can be there for our brothers and sisters when they suffer. Because again, each and every one of us will be in that place. And we need, that's really what the church is about, to comfort one, comfort one another, mourn for one another, and provide for one another as the Lord gives us opportunity so again, I just wanted to share those thoughts with you. Um, and again, I pray that they bring comfort to you. And again, as they, I pray they challenge you as well to be there for our brothers and sisters in the Lord when they, when they suffer. Let's pray. Lord God, we cannot pray enough for your peace and your uh, mercy to be upon the Avila family right now as they grieve and as they might even question, as maybe even some of us have, which is normal, of, of why this happens. But I pray, Lord God, that those questions would, would not lead to doubt, that they would not be used by the enemy to cause someone to fall away and to stop believing in the Lord. For we know that the sun rises and sets on the righteous and the unrighteous. Lord, that your, your common grace falls on all people. And we live in a crooked and fallen world. And sometimes, Lord, bad things happen even within the church. But may we use these times to strengthen our faith, to strengthen our trust in you. May we use these times to build up our brothers and sisters and comfort them with the words from Scripture. Lord, I'm so thankful for this church, for all that you do through a righteous people. We are small and weak, but in you we are powerful. In you, you can do mighty things through our church. So use our hands and our feet for your glory. May we continue in our time alone to pray for our brothers and sisters who lose family members and not forget those who have, who have lost family members in the past who still grieve. I, I don't think that ever goes away and I wish it would. But let's reach out to them as well. For you are the, the father to the fatherless and the advocate and the helper to the widow. So we commit ourselves to you, Lord, in, in a way that says, hey, we, we want to help. We want to we do what we can. Whether it's praying or providing financially or, or some other tangible way, Lord, we pray that you would lay it upon our hearts as a church. And most of all, may you be glorified through that and may people see our love for one another 
and desire to come to know you as their Lord and Savior. Lord, thank you so much for this morning. And we pray again that you would continue to comfort each one of us as we grieve over the loss of our brother David. And we pray this in the name of our, our Lord and Savior who has risen from the dead and assured our rising from the dead. Amen. Let's, uh, let's stand and close and worship one more time. Thanks for joining us in today's study. If you'd like to know more about us or where you can attend one of our services, you can find information online at www.ren.church. That's R-E-N dot church. Thanks for listening.